Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here from the Mile High City this week. A um, couple quick announcements and then we'll get right into this week's topic. So um, guys from the tenure just wanted me to emphasize to you, you can still sign up. There are some scholarships available. It's going to be an epic event. Um, if you're on the fence, jump off the fence either way. Either say you're in or say you're out but we're at the point where we have as many guys as we can to get in, get in. Next one on the list is uh, guys from the Iron Packs. Uh, numbers are great. Uh, they just wanted me to remind you to, as you uh, put your numbers in this year, you can actually uh, do any of your numbers any particular week. So if, uh, if your AO wants to you know, redo week one, redo week one and you can resubmit your times. Um, and there are, they said, uh, just make sure you follow the time format. That's what they wanted me to emphasize. Follow the website, follow the time format. Next thing on the list is, um, I didn't have a show last week. I went to uh, Ground Zero with Cadre Danny or Linus, um, F3 Linus. I didn't uh, do any recording, but I just want to tell you guys, super, super impactful event. And I know last weekend we had guys across the country doing 9-11 GORUCK events and doing uh, GORUCK specific, or let me try the GORUCK specific 9-11 events. And then we also had a lot of F3 events um, honoring 9-11. Just so proud of the group. And I know we got a bunch of guys who got lightning bolts last week. Um, just really proud of everybody. I crossed across those guys. Uh, I think in the morning they're heavy, and man, it is just awesome when you go to a GORUCK event and you see these super, uh, super athletes out front, and they just all happen to be F3 guys. It is really cool to see. So that's everything on my announcements. So today I actually have a professional podcaster here. So um, we're going to start with his official title now, besides being uh, on the COT podcast. He is the XQ of GORUCK. And this is a recently appointed position for him. So, Rapido, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Good morning, my friend. Uh, so, EH was a gentleman that goes by the name of Sputnik. Hospital name is Brent Hubble. He's a neighbor of mine, lives sort of as the crow flies through a couple of houses. I can see the back of his house from my house, but we're not on the same street. And he had started the EH back in like the summer of 2016, but I resisted that and then finally came back to it. You know, one of those, I didn't know I needed it till I knew I needed it or kind of situations. And on, uh, I think it was May the 9th, 2017, that was a Tuesday. 
get my first post. And the and rest special Friday shout out. Yeah, and I was going to say, and a special shout out to a Friday shout out to Sputnik, because obviously uh, he uh, he knew you needed it long before you did, and then uh, and I guess the other one are you. So are you officially a Carpex guy? What do you call, actually call, um, like, do you have a home AO or anything else you want to shout out those guys? Because I know you guys are all tight out there. What's, yeah, what do yeah, you officially call Carpex. And what's your AO? Okay, go for it. What yeah. about it? Carpex is, uh, is, I'm all Carpex all the time. So Cary, Apex area outside of um, Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, my, I don't know that I, I guess I could say my home AO is, Claymore, because I'm a site queue there, which is in my neighborhood, and it's a um, low-impact, maximum suck, as we like to say it, good coffee and questionable company is our our tagline. And uh, that's a lot of rock work. That can be sandbag work. That can be just a lot of body weight exercises for guys that are either on IR or coming off IR or just are not runners for whatever reason. so it's a good time, and enjoy being the psyche there. I'm the psyche there with Skipper. Um, Corey Widener is a hospital name. He and I are um, 50% of what we call our shield ruck, which is a shield lock of four guys who are very ruck-centric. So it's good times all around. Amen on that, and shout-out to all those guys. And so, well, let's let's just jump into today's topic. So uh, Grow Ruck started out, I want to say, Robert. Uh, Bono, and then um, Gus. And I feel bad if I missed anybody in there, but I think it was those guys. And then you recently took over. And so what I know part of today's podcast is going to be about is um, kind of resetting the format of kind of what the stuff you're going to focus on. I was hoping you could maybe give us – I know the the 2022 schedule isn't official yet, but hopefully we can – Maybe excite the listeners just a little bit about where we're kind of thinking or potentials, because um, I want everybody to keep training. And I will reinforce that if you're a guy who's doing F3 four or five days a week, you can do one of these events. Um, but where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about first? Um, let's start with um, just sort of me taking over and what we're doing with the program and what I'm trying to do as well as um, – my SLT that I've been putting together to lead Grow Ruck um, now and to, you know, let's just sort of cap it at 2025. So if we think about the strategic nature of what we're trying to do in terms of growing our numbers, 250,000 men by 2025, how can, how can I manage and execute this program and my team to help align our strategies there and, and help get those numbers and help get um, men across F3 Nation exposed to the experience of the weekend, whether that's the weekend in total where they can go under the log and complete it, or if there's some physical limitations or other issues with why that's not the case, then I still want all F3 men um, at some point to experience the weekend because you've done multiples of these, I've done multiples of these. We get something new out of every single time we execute um, a GTE, a Grow Up training event in a new city, or maybe even a repeat city, and there's something for everyone. And so I, I want, I want the packs of F3 Nation to 
to experience what that weekend has to offer. I'm a firm believer in the program, so I want to – this is my attempt at, at giving it away. So do we want to just go from there? Is that cool? Yeah, let, yeah I was going to say, I, um, for the listeners who don't know Rapido, obviously the passion that this guy has for these events because um, – Everybody kind of has a different experience. And I will tell you, I, if I did zero one and I did 24, two totally different experiences uh, for me personally <clears throat> and my performance in them. But I will tell you, uh, when you hear Rapido talk about this, just understand these are, these are game-changer events, life-changing events for guys. So um, just sit back. I hope you can hear the guy's passion for this because he really does care about wanting to make sure everybody has a great time and has a good event. So, yeah, let's, what, you want to talk about um, your leadership team and how you're kind of um, – I love that you're aligning it with the 2025 goals, but you want to talk a little bit about your leadership team? Yeah, sure. Um, currently getting those boys up to speed, and I'll tell you, I, I mentioned this on the COT earlier this week. I had a lot of momentum as I was taking over um, the program and getting through Mothership and some other stuff, and then – getting through the holiday weekend of Labor Day, and then I freaking got a breakthrough case of COVID. And so it really sort of took the wind out of my sails. But I'm getting back up to speed at the end of this week while we're recording here. And so it's exciting. I'm bringing my team together, and I've been talking to these guys. And these guys are all equally as passionate as I am about, um, about Grow Ruck. And they've all done multiple events. They've been trainers at events. They've been um, – host cues or um, event cues, as we call them, if you're, if you're helping a host region from afar. And so these guys are intimately familiar with the ins and outs of the program, and that knowledge base is something that I really want to keep capturing because we need to formalize this thing in a way that it can be put under solid, you know, over solid foundation, but then can be able to scale and grow for the future. And so my team is, is myself. It's, it's Bartman, who's here in Carpex. I know there's multiple Bartmans everywhere, but Bartman here in Carpex. Um, it's Shortstop out of F3 Kinston. It's Noonan out of F3 ENC, Eastern North Carolina. Kilo up in Louisville. And, and Gus out in Memphis. Um, whether he wants to admit it or not, he's still going to be a part of the team because I need his knowledge base. And then I've got some other guys that I've got sort of in a con- – uh, consultive role um, that may not be core to the SL team and, and weekly or biweekly working on this thing, but has um, has intimate knowledge of the program too. I'll, I'll keep those guys nameless um, since they don't know them. Potentially be talking about them today, but um, but they're they're very familiar with the program, and the listeners can probably guess who that is. But um, these guys are all going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, all going to have. Um, various roles and responsibilities with the SLT to just get some things aligned and, and get us squared so that my foundational approach and from a programmatic, you know, management and execution approach, we can really scale this thing and manage a growing program to get to those numbers we were just talking about. And so some of these guys are going to be working on, like, we're going to do some website refresh. We're going to do some planning docs. We're going to put together what we're affectionately calling a host queue playbook. So, like, we've got the GTE field manual, which is something that Dredd wrote, and, it, and it's the 
it's, it's, it is what the weekend is. It, it's soup to nuts from start to finish, how the weekend flows, how it's executed, why we teach the things we teach in grow school, what's the point of a lot of the things um, that you experience in the overnight ruck. That's all there. And, but what we, what we need to do is institutionalize and formalize some other documents that's going to help host regions um, execute these events and understand the timeline and what it takes to put one of these on successfully and what does that local leadership team look like and consist of? What is the, the budget planning? These things um, cost money and we, we, we put budgets together so in the end our goal is there's no surprises and that there's no ex undue expenses on that local host region and there's no uh, undue expenses on the nation itself. And so thinking about that, how do, we, how do we formalize all of that around a sort of a centric model where we're all working together so that we can, as I said, scale this thing to meet the demands of the PACs across the nation who want to host one? And we think that being able to do that is only going to continue to grow the program uh, for the nation and for the PACs. And as I mentioned before, aligning that with strategies in place to help hit, you know, 250,000 men by 2025. Um, the sector queues across the nation led by GMO are going to play an, an integral role in that to help me and my team determine what regions are ripe for a grow ruck, what regions are chomping at the bit, what regions are on fire, what regions want one but may not necessarily be ready in this next calendar year. Let's give them a little more runway to build that rucking culture or, or some other things. So it's really going to be a very collaborative approach to, to us going forward. And I think that's really going to be a, a key to success because as you start executing these events, if you've got 10 to 12, as we hope to get to in 2023, um, you're executing a grow ruck every uh, once a month, right? Every 25, every 30, every 35 days, depending on the way the calendar falls. And so there's a lot that goes into that planning, and we need as many knowledgeable people to help us get that calendar together and those regions together so that we are, like I said, hitting regions that are, that are ready for it, that it will accelerate that region to the next level, but also – What's an area where we could potentially have a grow ruck in a smaller region, but it is, as 88 would tell you from the West Coast, it is a regional event. So you're getting multiple regions connected together through a GTE in a location that, well, maybe that host location is only going to get 30 to 40 guys. But if we've got five or six regions within a reasonable driving distance, we can double or triple that number. And so... I think that's a strengthening piece um, that GrowRuck provides for the nation as well. Uh, I'll pause there if there's anything I said there that I should expand yeah, on or elaborate yeah. on. No, let me, let me go through a couple of those real quick. First of all, your team is excellent. The, the bunch of high-impact men, um, great job getting that team together. I do kind of like these, the future events, that collaborative thing. Um, for the listeners, one thing I want to make sure that they understand, um, one of the best things you can do as a region is if you're thinking about having one of these, is take a small group and go to somebody else's event, go through that experience, see all the moving parts, um, because it will make your event better. Uh, so let me, let me track through that again. 
you're thinking about having one in your region, go to somebody else's event and learn everything you can from them. And then I love this kind of collaborative idea because we get to the point where we're doing 10 or 12 days a year, uh, that collaborative effect is going to have to be in place because we aren't going to – and I know your email, but it's still – we need guys to understand it. it's really good to go experience an event as a participant and then host an event. So um, I'll take a pause there yeah. and let's see if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I would, I would say 100% agree with that because we've got a region next year that is set to host simply because they're a smaller region, but they had four or five guys go to um, GTE 23 in St. Louis and absolutely came back to their region on fire and have been getting more and more guys into the, into the rucking culture there in their region, getting more and more gear, you know, shared, shared gear between rucks and sandbags and uh, logs and that kind of stuff and doing specific PT workouts. And they saw that firsthand. They saw what that did um, to not only themselves because they experienced it, but as a small team that went up there and did that, but then what they saw, the orders of magnitude effect on the on the region post in the leading up to the event, during the event, and then post uh, post event. So you're you're 100 correct. These these are best. You're going to be set up for more success as a region who's never hosted one if you have packs who have attended at least one. Um, and talking to those guys who have who have hosted these events is a key piece as well. And that's, that too is why we want to get what we're calling this playbook together. And I've talked to Beans in St. Louis a couple of times, and I'm getting him to help spearhead this effort and pull in the host cues of like four or five of the most recent events um, so that all of those guys can just start putting their knowledge on to just something as simple as a Google Doc, and then we'll start organizing that data to where it makes sense. But these, these packs like Headgear in Grand Strand or, you know, Beans in St. Louis or Chili Pepper down in Suncoast, um, those guys are the key to helping grow the program to where packs fully understand what the needs are, you know, six months out four months out, what are the things I'm not thinking about that I've had 12 conversations with Rapido, but um, there's still little nuanced things that I'm not thinking about, like, you know, something as simple as name tags and pins at the, uh, at the rally on Friday night or at the, grow, you know, the breakfast in the grow school after the King Builder on Saturday morning. There's all these little just nuanced things that help make the event you know, run more smoothly, help make it, you know, just flow and, and, and work better that unless you've, you've been to an event or unless you, you've had specific intentional conversations, some of those things might get lost in the shuffle. And we want to capture that knowledge so that when my time in this role is up, the next, the next man up in the seat um, and, on the, and on the leadership team can just start taking the things that we've built and, and put into place and, and continue to expand and grow and make it better than I'm even capable of doing. Yeah, I, I need to do one more marketing pitch. I, I know I'm not a marketing guy; I'm an operator. But the uh, let me do one more marketing pitch. When, when we get to the point where we're doing ten or twelve of these a year, you and I both know what we really need is guys who are like in these shield rucks or um, you know uh, Cobra Kai, and I've always done stuff together, right? When you have somebody like that you're a partner with, especially when we're doing some of these smaller regions, 
go to their events because every city is going to be a little bit different. And I love kind of where we're, where we're talking about this kind of collaborative, but you're going to get a different experience in every every single city is going to have something a little bit different to offer, and the events are going to be a little bit different. Uh, you know, just hearing you kind of go through the 2021 schedule there, you know, think about how cool it is if you could say, hey, every year for the last five years we've won, went and done one of these things as a, as a shield block or, or uh, I can't remember what you all thought, the shield rock, right? Think about mm-hmm. how cool that will be just to have the opportunity because once the schedule gets built out, you'll actually have more opportunities to do these. Um, but we're going to need you to go to – we're going to need you to pick the, some of the ones that maybe are smaller regions uh, to help build out the teams there. Dude, I'm getting fired up. Yeah, and I, and I think, what else do you want to go over? Yeah, and I think that's, a, that's, an, important, that's an important piece for me to sort of foot stomp too. And what you're saying has got my brain working in that um, w- my goal is the execution of a really successful event. And these events have been successful so far by and large, and so I don't want that to, uh, to, to fall off at all. But I think it's important to say that, that not all events are created equal. And when I say that, not, like you said, not, not all events are going to look the same. And, and a smaller region event is going to look different than a, a large city or a large region event. And a lot of that has to do with, with a number of factors. But, you know, if you're a smaller region and the registration numbers are going to be smaller, I think that's 100% fine. I, I think smaller events can sometimes yield more, um, more growth or more results on a personal level or on a, on a regional level. It just depends. Um, but on a, smaller, on a smaller scale, it's like, well, we may not have the registration numbers and the, and the, the registration fees coming in to cover a lot of costs in terms of overhead, so as a region, we still want to host one, but what can we leverage within the community, within our PACs, to say, well, so-and-so's got to hook up at this church, and we can do the breakfast and the grow school there for free. Um, so-and-so runs a catering business or has a restaurant and is willing to give us, you know, cover catering for Friday night rally at a discounted rate. Or knowing all of these things early on, what can we do as a region to raise funds specifically to help cover this event? to help cover scholarships, so guys who are um, not in a position to be able to, to pay for the weekend, that they still can participate in the weekend. And there's not a barrier to entry there because we are critically and essentially open to all men in that regard as well, a core principle. And that goes along with gear too. What kind of, what kind of gear resources can we have at the local level or regional level or even at a nation level um, to where we can get rucks in place and on people's backs that don't own them, but can lend them and, and train with them and, um, and use them in the event, and then we move them on to the next. And so a lot of conversations, I think, are going to happen going forward at, at the local level between myself and my, my leadership team and that host region to really have some, some level setting and some expectation management on what the event is, what it takes to, to execute it, and, and what it's going to look like in, in real practical, sensible terms for that region. You got me thinking about something else. Uh, one more kind of <laughs> foot stomp thing. Um, at 24, we had all of these guys, and I, and I know there were, uh, I'm gonna, just going to say there's a guy named uh, Booty and Snoop and what did, or guys that I know, but Festus and all these guys in the background 
all had connections and it brought so really well executed event but what it did is it also gave those guys an opportunity to lead different parts of the weekend and so if mm-hmm. uh, you have one experience one of these events um, it's really a great way to see guys kind of shine their leadership um, or, or flex that leadership muscle um, on each one of each one of the parts of the event and I'm, I'm going to try and emphasize this is really what F3 is about is because really we're we're really a an exercise group that's disguised as a, or a leadership group disguised as an exercise group, right? But at the end of the day, this right. is such a great weekend and such a great format for guys to flex that leadership muscle. I'm, you know, I'm just going to give a quick example. Grow up 24 Friday night. Um, and if you're a listener and you don't know what I'm talking about, let me do a quick recap of what the, the weekend normally looks like. There's normally a second death or kind of a fellowship event on Friday night. There's what they call the King builder of the workout Saturday morning. Uh, grow school, a leadership school, um, Saturday morning after the workout, then there's a few hours off, and then you do this overnight event um, Saturday night into Sunday. But I'm just going to give the example. Little cool name tags they did at um, these little chunks of kind of plywood that they, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, don't you, I don't know what you want to call out, wood burnt um, at the event. Yeah, branded, really cool. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, branded, yeah. yeah you know, but it, you know, somebody put all that together and just did all that. These are all little examples that you can see throughout when you when you experience one of these events. You're going to see all these little little details where guys got to flex that leadership muscle and be part of it. And so, if you're a region that's kind of like, well, I can't get anybody to even me be a site to you. How can I get somebody to do that? Maybe you're not asking them the right questions uh, or putting them in a position where they can actually flex that muscle because you're so focused on the first half. Um, and so, I'll, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to hand it back to you, but. Just understand yeah, this is really a leadership event. Yeah, it really is. You got that's it. a good point. And um, what did is going to be a part of that that group putting together that host uh, host key playbook? I failed to mention his name earlier. Uh, but it's those little things, like you say, and those are the things I'm trying to capture uh, in, in you know knowledge management, institutional management, whatever you know industry phrase you want to use. But those are the little things that unless you attend the event, experience the event, or happen to see a picture of it and remember that, those things kind of get lost sometimes uh, in between events, and I don't want that to happen. And so um, case in point there, too, um, for the guys that led the support crews in St. Louis and then the one that I witnessed and and became much more familiar with at at Mothership Forge in, um, in Charlotte, those guys wrote the book. Um, without even really knowing it, on what um, a super successful, su- prepared, um, and ready support crew looks like, and that that sort of started in um, St. Louis with the support crews all wearing, you know, a really flashy like neon pink shirt, and Forge and his team in um, Charlotte had a bunch of specific conversations with that support crew, like, hey, what'd you guys do? What what'd you learn? What uh, what worked, what didn't, what was unexpected that came down that, that um, you wish you had known beforehand. And so that really allows the support team to be um, to be there and ready for, for whatever may come. I mean, we had, as you saw firsthand, we had a lot of guys um, fall out with, with heat exhaustion, heat stroke even, um, and, and other injuries along the way. And for a cadre to look up and immediately somebody in a, see somebody in a neon green shirt, they know that that's exactly who they need to grab to, to get something or, or to do something. Um, 
there's all kinds of and, – and that's a good thing to, to lead into this. And I really want guys listening um, who have not experienced an event and, and regions who are uh, potentially interested in hosting an event, there is a role for everybody to play. This is not an exclusive event to the ruckers of your region. Um, this is an event that, like you said, it is a leadership event where you can flex all sorts of leadership muscles in a myriad of roles, and you are needed. And I, I really want guys to understand that, that you are needed for this event. This, the support crew, um, the, the guys who are you know, executing the, the Friday night rally and, and coordinating food and coordinating space and, and guys who step up and have those conversations with, you know, the hotels to get blocks of rooms and um, doing, working with the cadres who are assigned to that event on the route and the coupons. And there's, there is something for everyone to contribute to, whether or not uh, you find yourself going through the ruck portion of the event over Saturday night. So I really want people to understand that this is, a, this is an event that every single member of your region can participate in, can be a leader in, and, um, and should, should participate in. So I'll leave it at that. Perfect. All right. Getting on top of our time, I, uh, I know the listeners are probably all listening because I said we would give you maybe a peek behind the curtain on what 2022 is going to look like. And if you just want to, whatever you're comfortable uh, saying out loud, say it now, and then um, <laughs> we'll probably all record it, and it'll be all over the interwebs later. But whatever you're free to share, give them, a, give them a little snippet or something they can all get fired up about. Yeah, sure. So I'll say this: the the schedule's not finalized, but we've got some, we've got a few regions that are um, hard penciled in that are that are hopefully going to host, and we're working on um, ensuring that if we've got we've got events spaced out properly across the country, as we talked about earlier, to try to hit as many packs and in, in regions as we can, um, that we're taking into consideration. There's a lot that goes into picking a place and a date, right? There's, if, we, if we know we're going to do one, um, let's say, in Hampton Roads next year in the, in the Norfolk area, um, there's a lot of things that go on in that city. It's a very heavy um, military city, as, as we all know, and there's, there's a lot of events community-wide. Um, there's other things to take into consideration. So we, we try to vector in a, a weekend, perhaps in the fall, I'll say, next year. Um, so, so there's a lot of back and forth that has to go on between you know, myself and my team and, and those interested uh, regions to say, like we said, are, are you guys ready? Do you think this is, this is an effective value-added um, event to, to the region? Are we capable of executing it now? Um, or when's the best time frame? So mentioned... Um, Hampton Roads. Um, there's a few others that are that are going to be hard committed, like Northwest Arkansas, sometime. Um, hopeful that what I'll call the entire Pacific Northwest is on that list, where we'll have a very much regional heavy event between um, Seattle and Tacoma and uh, Portland, and you know even guys from like Boise or somewhere coming up. Uh, that should be fun. Trying to trying to regionalize some down in the southeast. We had a we were sort of southeast heavy this past year with um, Sun Coast getting pushed to this year, and then we had Grand Strand. Um, 
and San Antonio. And so what's, what's a region um, down in the southeast where we can sort of plant a flag for, for a GT weekend? So we're working on that. Um, and then in the, the northeast sort of corridor, um, we're hopeful to get uh, calendars aligned for, uh, again, a, a smaller region but an on-fire region and, and a cross-state a cross approach in the, uh, the Keystone State and perhaps Valley Forge. We'll find ourselves in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania next year. So um, I know we talked about 2023 in that 10 to 12 event range. Next year, we're, we're probably going to settle on the six to eight um, number of events. And that's very intentional on my part. I've, I've really been sort of the, the squeaky wheel there when it comes to everything I think the program um, could benefit by and, and the PACs across the nation and these regions that will host as well, that if we, if we pump the brakes just a little bit and work on a lot of the foundational pieces and even a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that um, we're not going to get into here on the call, um, but me and my team being able to use some extra time to, to put these documents together that I've been talking about and, um, and some other pieces, six to eight events is still really good um, in terms of, of what value that brings to, to the nation and to those regions and to the packs of those regions. And then as we do that, in the additional time that we'll have as a team, um, we'll really set ourselves up as a program for success in uh, 2023. All right. We're basically on the top of our time. So I'm going to do a couple things. If the listeners, uh, you know, half the nation, I'm going to be the guy that thanks you. I'm also going to say on the listeners, if you don't know what kind of guy this is, um, Part of the reason we, we had the discussion about I got to, had to get him on the roundtable was uh, in the middle of, well, I guess I was somewhere in TT24. I, I got kind of confused in my time. Banged my leg really good. The guy puts my leg back together, and uh, I managed to stay in the event. My team was really good about you know keeping me in the fight, but uh, this is the guy that put my leg back together, and I, uh, I'm going to say <laughs> thank you for that. You're, just, you're, you're, the, yeah, you're the right kind of guy. I, yeah, I mean, you know, if, I, we were, if we were around each other, I'd hug you and say thank you for, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how much ta- well, I don't know how much tape came, advantage and goo, goo you put on there, but uh, I appreciate you. So you're the you right came kind out of guy. that water. You came out of that water and hit your shin on that wall, and uh, oh, you yeah. instantly had a golf ball on your shin, and it was it was it was bleeding pretty good. Um, and there was a lot of guys I, I kind of standing cool. around just. <laughs> Go ahead. Admiring my blood. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a lot of guys standing around admiring the problem, and I was like, "What are we doing?" And so I, I had thrown my foot kit into my ruck just in case, uh, which I usually keep on yeah. me during an event, and it's sort of a half foot kit, half first aid, and uh, just went to town and, and got you back up because I didn't yeah. want you to, didn't want that to be a reason why you didn't complete the event because that honestly yeah. that was probably well, only like. 11 o'clock, maybe midnight by that point, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I walked around on a bad leg a long night. So, But I, I just want the <laughs> listeners to know you're the right kind of guy. I, uh, I, uh, you know, I wasn't going to quit, but I didn't want to walk around the next 12 hours with my leg gushing uh, with a golf ball. Well, I was more know, concerned uh, with that water. Ball, softball. Yeah. yeah, with that water well, and that, infection. Well, I, that's what I was really concerned about. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to tell the listeners what kind of water I was in at that point, but we'll just uh, – I, I want to make sure we, everybody understands you. You're, you're just the right kind of guy. I'm so proud. I'm proud to have you 
representing this because I, I really think this is uh, part of F3 that's really going to change guys' lives. So on that point, I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, what do you – final thoughts, comments? You got a quote? Anything you want to throw at us uh, as we close out today? Oh, I didn't even think about a quote for this show. I, I'm not prepared for a quote because uh, I don't have my laptop in front of me. But um, so a couple things as we wrap up. Um, there's still one more event this year that guys should really consider signing up for if they if they are so inclined and can make it. It is GTE 25, the Grizzly, uh, which is going to be in Rockland, California, which is the F3 Gold Rush region in the Sacramento area in Northern California. That is November, the weekend of November 12th, 13th, and 14th. Um, that's, the, that's the weekend on the right of um, Veterans Day, that Thursday. Uh, so registration is open uh, still for that event. It's growruck.com, and then you'll see an events um, button there, and click on that if, if you want to register. Those guys out there are really prepared. They're a region on fire, as we've seen. Um, anybody that listens to this show and others know just, just what's going on out there in uh, Gold Rush. So um, that crew out there is they, they got an SLT together for this event, and it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, I think there's, last I checked, I think there's 86 guys already registered, um, and we're still effectively two months away. So it's going to be a heck of an event to close out um, GTEs for this year. So let's stomp that for anybody on the West Coast and anywhere really. I mean, get yourself there if you can. Um, it won't it won't disappoint. Um, other thing to quickly remind guys of the Cadre Academy that um, we are currently accepting applications for. Those guys uh, go back and listen to this show from a few weeks ago with uh, with Cadre Danny with Linus that you mentioned earlier. Um, who's spearheading that effort. And um, there's some applications flowing in, so that window is open until uh, 1029, so October 29th, all applications are due. And it's not an easy application, um, and, and it's intentional. And so look that, look that over. It's on the growruck.com website. It's on f3nation.com. I've shared it on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Nation Slack. It's, it's all there. So if you've got questions about Cadre Academy, you can reach out to, to myself or um, go VFR Direct to uh, Cadre Daniel at F3Nation.com, um, and he'll get, uh, he'll get back to you on that. Um, and then my contact information for anybody out there that's interested in having a conversation about hosting an event, events overall, you know, lessons learned in events. I'm I'm a wide open book for guys to to hit me up and um, and let's have a chat. Let's let's make this thing. Let's grow this thing. Let's scale this thing. Let's let's continue to look at it and improve upon it. Um, measure it. Um, you can't grow anything if you don't measure and, and and reflect on. And so I need everybody's knowledge and input on this thing and, and to my SLT team as well. And so. Would love to have those conversations. You can shoot me an email, rapido at f3nation.com. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I think my Twitter handle is like at jvroseboro or something like that. Um, I'm also on the Nation Slack. Um, get 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 in touch with me. I'd love to have a chat. I'm having conversations with guys crisscrossing all over the country, and it's it's really cool to to get to know guys um, in various regions and what their region's about, what their region looks like. Um, what all that can mean for, for hosting a GTE in uh, 2022 or 
start thinking about 23. Awesome. All right. Um, Bath Nation, thanks again. Uh, knuckle bumps. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, tell Kitty I said hello. And uh, I'll do it. Let's get after it. I, 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 I'll, dude, I'll say I'm, this. I'm fired on, up. I'll say, I'll say this. Is, yep. Uh, good. I'll say this real quick. Is my you know, quote worth repeat This is my six. If you ever do an event, you usually do something with six words and what that means to you. And uh, I'll leave the packs with my six words that I always share at each event. And in shared suffering, there is growth. Amen. Brother, have a great weekend. For the rest of you, I'll catch up with you next week. Thanks again.